guys. You are listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. My name is Tyler, and I am joined by my two friends, Amanda and Stephanie. We are a trio of coaches coming together to explore life's biggest topics. Each episode, we hold true to our name, Come As You Are, by showing up and going live. Whatever we bring to the table that week is what we talk about. No scripts, no planning, just real and raw conversations. And audience participation is always encouraged. Our mission is to create a space where vulnerability and authenticity take center stage. And we believe in the power of deep conversations and soulful connections. So welcome to the show. We're happy that you're here and we invite you now to just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation. Hello. Hi. Hi. I uh, was frantically, as as the intro was going, I was like sharing it to my social media page because, you know, like, why not? But it's so funny because we're we're getting so good at like going live, y'all. Like we come in and I was like, like two minutes before I was like, oh, we're not actually set up. We don't have like, <laughs> we don't have like the channels connected or anything like that. And like, there was not a, there was no fear today. There was no like, panic there was no like oh my gosh it was just like well i'm just gonna open this up and do the thing and da, 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 da. we're getting real good at this that's mm-hmm. exciting yeah gay for us yes and I, I think that's really like a testament to what truly happens when you just come as you are right when you just show up for it and allow things to happen and don't get so caught up in the oh my gosh we didn't have this and we didn't do that and we you know like I know for me I was like really stretching my time today I showed up like a few minutes before we started and I was like okay well here I am like we're just gonna make it work I know no matter what so I think that yeah that's so much of and how fitting I feel like um as we say come as you are truly is and not just showing up live but also in life in general um i think it's so important Mm. i i can i can just um tune into that because i'm also really showing up as i am today um so i i need to give a disclaimer for everyone i have a bit of a cough so i'm gonna like mute myself a lot to to not to not bother you with that um but yeah i thought no i'm I'm still gonna show up i still want to have a a juicy conversation with you two, which all of our conversations are, right? Like, we cannot not have a great conversation together. <laughs> I, I too, am coming as as we are today. Like, like I am I am a week away from my surgery, and uh, which is really exciting. And so I've been on this, like, pre-op diet, which sucks. And I was telling Stephanie before the show, like, no energy today, like no, just feeling kind of like, I like disconnected a little bit, but also really connected to my body. So it's like a really weird experience, but I'm very much like here, just here. Like I, you know, just trying to be here and 
you know, I think what Amanda, when Amanda first started talking about this idea of like, come as you are and how we just so should do this in life. Like I've been thinking about this a lot recently as far as like business goes and you know, they like, like so many people want to succeed and yet they're so afraid to just show up for success, you know, because they think they have this like belief that like success looks a certain way. And what I've like started to like observe with all of the clients I've been working with is like success happens when you just show up, when you allow yourself to just be present and just take the imperfect action. Like this morning, like we took a lot of imperfect action. I was like, Oh crap, got to do this. Got to do that. Like, I mean, it was, it was not planned out. Like there were, you know, but it was very imperfect. And I don't know, there's just something to me very like juicy about this topic of imperfection. And like, what would our world look like if we allowed ourselves to just embrace our imperfections versus trying to polish everything to be perfect? Mm. And here we go again. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> it only took us five minutes. Yes. <laughs> it's a record. Actually, probably not. Um, no, actually, I don't think so. It's taken us so long. We're slow today. <laughs> but I, I think this, this is really a powerful question, right? And often something we should be asking ourselves because we are often striving for this idea of something, right? Like, and oftentimes it is something, oh my goodness, how many times can I say often? Um, but it's because I don't want to say always, because I think that that's very general, right? And, but I know definitely relate to this experience because perfectionism is something that's followed me my entire life. And Though I can see where it's valuable because I hold myself to a certain standard, right? It's, you know, you want to do things really well. But there's the flip side of that where I call this perfection paralysis. And so it's like, you know, we're trying to get it so, so perfect that we actually stay stuck and don't end up doing anything at all. And I think all of us can attest to this idea of, and you just even mentioned it already, Tyler, like that taking that imperfect action, because when we're taking the imperfect action, then we begin to perfect. We begin to, which I don't know if we ever get to this like perfect, but it does improve, you know, this idea of practice makes perfect. I've always, no, I shouldn't say I've always, I've in very like, sort of reframed that for myself in practice makes progress. Mm -hmm. And so I think the more that we're doing things, we're taking that imperfect action, that's how we can see, okay, this is what works. This is what doesn't work and we can adjust. But if we do nothing, we don't actually even get anywhere. We don't get anywhere at all. But this idea of if it's not perfect, then don't do anything or it, until it's perfect you can't move forward oh i relate to this like so much <laughs> so much 
I definitely relate to this too. And then when you also throw in the component of comparing yourself to all the mm. other amazing people out there who are already doing what you want to do. They're already perfect. Like, <laughs> I'm at square one, right? Haven't even taken the first step. And then there's someone at step 49 and you think, okay, my video has to look like this or my coaching will be like this. And then it's not, or you, you, you're just so overwhelmed because you, you can't possibly deliver that yet. Right. And then you're absolutely right, Amanda, you go into this like perfectionist paralysis and then don't take a single step. I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. Like I'm so like that. <laughs> and thankfully the, the part where it needs to be perfect, I was able to let go of this a lot over the last couple of years. And for me right now, I think something that I want to uh, focus on more is overcome this like, oh, comparing yourself. Because you see all, I see all these amazing mentors out there, all these great speakers. And I'm thinking, yes, this is it. This is it. I'm so tuned into that person, right? And um, they didn't get there on the first try, right? They didn't just practice speaking in the living room in an afternoon. And then there were these like overnight successes, right? And yet my mind loves to do that, right? And this is all the mind loves to say like, no, if your speech isn't, you know, as tapped in and as like purposeful and great as, as this person's speech, then why bother even try to, you know, advertise your 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 webinar to get people to, to look at you, right? Like you need to be the master from the get-go, which is so ridiculous. And I was thinking of um of two kind of like quotes from, from mentors of mine. The first one is that nothing gets worth with practice. I find this one is always inspiring for me. Mm. Like you can't do anything wrong by practicing basically. And then the other one is that the people that are most successful are the people that have failed the most. Like when you really commit to failing, AKA, you know, you do something and it's not, not turning out the way you wanted it to turn out, um, or it's not to your impossible standards. <laughs> And you consider this a failure that you then say, okay, you know what? Let's move on from this. Like, what can I learn from this? And you do this a gazillion times. And this is how you how you become the master, not by trying to get it perfect all the time. So the most successful people are the people that have failed the most. This also always inspires me. Mm. Yeah, like every master was once a disaster. Or this mm. idea of like, don't compare your day one to somebody's 100, you know, right? And Stephanie, I'm going to put you on the spot because I remember last time that we talked, you had an incredible quote that you came up with around failures. So I would love for you to share that quote if you remember it. Um, but I'm really going to put you on the spot. You remember it, Tyler? It was so good. We were, Both of us were like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, that's amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes. yes. I remember. I, it. Yes. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay, let me, let me try and, and get back to it. But but yeah, what I said is, is it really failure or is it just an unexpected step towards success? But yeah, I guess that's just this in, in a different way, right? Like it describes mm. the same thing. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that. about it too until, until Amanda brought that up. And gosh, it's so, it's so interconnected, like perfectionism, comparison, fail like the fear of failure it's so ingrained within us that we have to 
perform in a certain way or show up in a certain way or be a certain way and have it figured out on like day one, you know? And I look back on my coaching journey, which is now in the fifth year, which is insane that I've been in this world for five years learning and growing. And I just go, holy moly, I've, I've, I've learned so much and I've polished my craft so much over the last five years. And that all happened because, and I'm saying this for the three of us, because we've all done this to, you know, in, in our own ways, we've gotten here because we've allowed ourselves to take that imperfect action to show up and make progress over perfection. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, who are doing this that don't actually give themselves credit for doing it, you know, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are working really diligently on perfecting, you know, their offers and, and, you know, creating, you know, whatever they're building. And this is not even just for entrepreneurs. I mean, this is like athletes. This is, you know, any, I mean, this is anyone professionals with big career goals, like, the I, I think what I'm trying to say here is we often strive for the end result. Like we're always reaching for the goal. We're always reaching for the destination that we forget to enjoy the journey. And I've been doing a lot of reflection on this recently of like, wow, this has been an incredible journey. This has been like I have learned so much about myself and my skills and my capabilities and my strengths and my weaknesses. But if I was only focused on the end goal, I would have missed all of that. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always talking about enjoying the journey, finding the joy in the journey, because that's the whole reason why we're here. You know, at least, at least for me, at least for me, it's like, it's like I'm here because I want to have fun doing the things that I love to do. And, you know, and I, and I've always like, I've always led with this belief that if you follow your passion, the profits will come. And I say will come. I don't say they will come in one year or they will come in five years or they will come in 10 years. But I do believe that if you allow yourself to open up to the things that you're passionate about and pursue those and work on those and grow your skills and, you know, be mindful of the journey. And that to me, that's abundance. To me, that is like, that is how that's how we tap into that bigger source of the universe is when we allow ourselves to let go of all of the expectations and we just jump in and enjoy the journey. Yeah, for me too, I think the fear of failure gets its gets its time in the spotlight right we this comes up all the time 
However, as you were sharing, Tyler, what was also coming up for me was the fear of success. And I think that when we talk about perfectionism, because truly perfectionism is just a really fancy way of procrastinating, <laughs> though it doesn't look that way, but like the root of it is some kind of like, but it's like, no, like I'm just gonna make it so perfect, you're procrastinating. So I think in that sense, we also can look at, yes, this fear of failure. And like I said, it, it gets its time in the spotlight, right? But what's I believe is overlooked is this fear of success. And sometimes all of the things that we do to avoid that, and maybe in some of that, it is like that self-sabotage, right? Of maybe not pursuing the passion or not, you know, making the phone call. And yes, maybe there is getting out of the comfort zone and there is this fear of failure. But I also think what goes hand in hand with that is also this fear of success that isn't talked about as much. How I'm, I'm curious, Amanda, how do you define like fear of success? What does that look like? Yeah. So I think how I would look at this is that we have a great opportunity and we do things to sabotage that from happening, right? Like maybe we've gotten a really great job offer and then it's, you know, oh, but this and oh, but I'm not good enough or oh, but you've got the job offer. <laughs> you are good enough. They, they, they want you to take the job. And so we start coming up with all these reasons or doing all of these things to maybe avoid calling the manager or, you know, whoever the person hiring is to accept the job. And then it's like, we're finding all these excuses to not actually pursue something that's right in front of us. That's kind of, yeah. What initial, an initial, like just example. Um, and I'm sure as we continue to discuss, I'll probably think of some other things, but to kind of put it into an example, that's sort of what I think of first. What about you guys? <laughs> can, I, can I propose one more question? Because as you were just talking about fear of success, mm -hmm. I thought about is fear of success almost the same as fear of failure? Fear of failure, meaning that like, and I don't know, I don't know what I don't know exactly what 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 I'm saying here, but like this idea of like. Fear of success means, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to grow. I'm going to uplevel my life. I don't know if I can handle that. And then fear of failure is kind of like, why well, I don't want to do something and then not be good at it. To me, it, to me, it, there's a very, there's a very similar element to that where it all kind of comes back to. Like, I don't think I'm good enough. You know, if I pursue it and I fail, then I'm, you know, then that shows me that I'm not good enough. And then, but it's that on the flip side, it's that fear of success, which is like, can I really do this? Can I really succeed? It's still kind of all kind of centers around that, 
that I am not enough or I am not good enough or like I really think it comes back to to like self-worth I don't know doesn't that was it just... always oh, yeah it, it does yeah yeah it's like yeah, no, definitely always does <laughs> but yeah no I can definitely I can definitely see like in there's connections for sure and I for some people I think seeing something initially as I'm just going to fail or I might actually succeed and what that might look like. I was just thinking about like hmm, applying this to myself, like what am I, you know, going there and what, what are the things that I'm telling myself that are not really true, but fear is bringing it up. I remember when I first stumbled upon me having a fear of success that um, it was about me connecting success with something that wasn't good. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, first of all, feeling overwhelmed. And I was already like so workaholic, worked, worked up over everything. So having something else that will give me more work was like no go. My system, system couldn't take that. And then another big part for me was that I would connect success to being more distant from my family and and then you know having the sense of belonging being taken away or the sense of being loved by my family uh, was was threatened so then of course i wouldn't do anything to 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 make make things for me successful because that would mean that this would come true which of course is not true right so for me it was that um in my family whenever people had more money they were usually bad mouth and you know a lot of talk behind their back so i would i would know okay if i'm gonna be someone that has more money and is more successful than the others and then this would happen for me as well like they would they would speak ill of me and obviously didn't want that right like the closest family members mm. and um and the other aspect of that was or a huge part of this is also when it comes to success we in this world, we always equate success with how much money are you making, right? And then with the money piece, having all these beliefs that were not helping me, all these limiting beliefs around money, that money is evil, money is bad, right? When you have money, people won't like you <laughs> and all this stuff. So that was also attached to this. So I think you're so right, Tyler. It is the same thing as then with fear of, of failure or it is always gnawing at the same stuff these like am i being loved am i safe do i belong and whether we go into the fear of failure or we go into the fear of success i think um this is what it comes down to that we don't feel safe we feel like oh one of these three is threatened and then we just don't don't take action yeah and i guess it depends on where it really comes from but it's always the same story for everyone <laughs> Isn't that fun, you know? Yeah. Isn't it so fun? Well, I think that's the beauty of being, like, that we all get to connect on as humans. We just often miss the mark, unfortunately. But I love that we have this space with the three of us for exactly just that. But, yeah, Tyler, you're going to say something. Well, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about how complex the, the issue is, you know? 
like how layered all of this is. I mean, we started our conversation with perfectionism. We talked about perfection paralysis. We talked about, you know, already self-worth, fear of failure, fear of success. And it's so interesting because on this show, we constantly are talking about very similar themes. And it always strikes me as, I don't know, it always strikes me as like, as like, we just have to get over ourselves, you know, like, that's the only way that I like, I'm trying to say that in a more nice, graceful way. But like, at the end of the day, like, we have to get over ourselves. You know, I really believe that once you start to uncover what's happening here, once you start to recognize that your, you know, perfection paralysis, your fear of failure, you know, all of these things are, are, are something that you believe about yourself. To me, it gives me like so much hope that you can change it. There's so much hope that you can make it better, that you can grow, that you can make a different choice. And I think we as humans, we don't recognize how much power we have. I think a lot of us feel very powerless. We feel like, well, this is just my situation or I've always been this way, or, you know, whatever it is. And we don't recognize that we have the power to change. We have the ability to recognize old habits, old beliefs, old identities that are no longer serving us. And right now, we can make a choice to change. And like, it's a complex problem but a simple solution, but a not easy path, you know? And like that, that's the whole crux of this. That's like the whole, like, I don't know. That's like the whole contradiction of this all is like, is like the problem is so layered and it's so heavy and it's so deep, but the solution is simple, but the path out of it is challenging. You know, oh my god, I, I feel like you just described coaching like that's the description. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That's what's coming up for me is like, is like we always sit here and we talk about these big principles, and then it makes me realize, like, as an individual with autonomy, like, I have the ability to change, to make a choice, to do something different to believe something different, to act differently. And I get so much, like I get a warm tingly here, like in my chest, because I'm like, yes, we have the ability to change. We have the ability to grow. We can, we can become whoever we want to become. Like we really are limitless. And that's, I think, incredible. And I think there's like the answer in in the problem. That's how I see this. That the fact that we have uh, that we can make a decision, that we don't just have to accept the circumstances, that we can we can shift our beliefs or even like reprogram ourselves. That in itself is a belief, right? Like that in that didn't come from nowhere. If you would have told uh, I don't know twenty year old 
Stephanie, hey, you can decide this for yourself. It's in your hands. You can just like stop the dieting and do something else with your life. <laughs> I would have, I would have not believed that, right? Like my system would have been like, hey, what are you even talking about? What I can make a decision? I don't even understand what you're saying to me right now. And and um, I think that first of all goes to show like the journey that we have taken already to to be at this um, place, and also that it we got to start somewhere, right? We got to start somewhere figuring out, okay, I don't like where I'm at right now. I want to change that. Or I, I wish I was at a different place. How do I get there? Right. And then just start somewhere. But I think this shift of, oh, it's in my hands, I'm responsible. And that this is not a bad thing. I think that's also a huge part of this journey and, and something that I really loved at some point. I mean, it, it, at first it's like, oof, all this responsibility. I'm responsible for my whole life, all my actions, paying <laughs> taxes and whatnot. <laughs> mm. But also my own journey. It, found, it felt for me very overwhelming in the beginning, but also then very freeing. Because I, I can really decide, like you said, Tyler, the world's our oyster. Like I can decide anything in any moment and and go do that or go whatever um but it it takes us to first open up to under to not understand to um to believe that that we can that that it's actually our choice and i would say that yeah on its in itself is is a belief that you may want to shift first before you can embody that and the reminder that it is a good thing mm. is initially taking that responsibility can be a lot to take in at first. Right. Especially when we're looking at, if we are in a, a dark, low place, realizing that all of our choices have led us to that place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Oof, that if you feel uncomfortable now, then yeah. you're in the right place. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that hurts. And I and I personally remember laying on my apartment floor in Chicago, like staring up at the ceiling, wondering how the hell did I get here, you know? I was, I was at a point where I was like, I had graduated college. I was looking for something bigger. I was looking for something more with my life. And I was like sitting there going, this sucks. Like, how did I get here? How? And, and what I recognized, like looking back on that moment. And I sat there for like an hour and a half, like crying on the floor, just staring up at the ceiling being like this is terrible i've had that i've had that low and what i recognized in that moment was you get there by being passive you get there by not having the awareness that hey i have more power than i think i do and you know i recognized i was like I was like, I was subscribing to all of these beliefs that were not serving me. You know, I was subscribing to the belief that like, oh, I was a film student and 
therefore I was a struggling artist and that meant I was going to be broke my entire life. You know, I was subscribing to, you know, I grew up poor, so that's just my path and all of these things. And they just kept reaffirming. They just kept going. Yep. Yep. And that's what the universe does is like, is like you will start to recognize, you know, when you change your beliefs, when you change how you think about things, and when you change your actions, the universe is going to respond. And up until that moment, I was in that passive space. And it took me a minute to recognize, okay, I need to take action for my life. This is my life. I get to decide how it turns out. You know, I get to be in control of the decisions that I make, the choices that I make, you know, the job that I get. And it was interesting because like I had just gotten turned down from like an, from like a great job and it was, it was perfect. It was like a production assistant job in a documentary film company and like was like the perfect entry level, like postgraduate job. And they turned me down and I went, Nope, I don't want that anymore. I don't, I want to take control into my own life and I want to be responsible for, you know, being employed. You know, that's really, I think what sparked my like urge to dabble in entrepreneurship and, you know, I love entrepreneurship because again, to me, entrepreneurship gives you the freedom, you know, being your own boss, building your own business, having your own entity, like it gives you the freedom and it puts the power back in your hands. And to me, that's why, that's why I love what I do so much and the coaching that I'm doing and and then in the space that I'm building right now, like, it's like, this is, this is me. And and that's powerful. That's active. And so many of us are are just passive. So many of us just accept what is happening versus questioning and asking, what if? Or how can I change this? Or how can I make this different? You know? And like this is why it's taken me, it's taken me like a, a hot minute here to get to this space, but like I've made it one of my mantras in 2023. Or no, excuse me, we're in 2024. We're in 2024, <laughs> y'all. Not 2023. It's taken me a hot minute to get here and to vocally, like out loud, say, you know, in my coaching business, I only want to work with sharks. I don't want to work with minnows, you know, because for me, I want to work with people who are active. I want to work with people who know that they have the power to change, know that they have the capability to create something magical with their life. That's a shark, you know? And like, and like, this is coming from the kid who like six years ago just did not even believe he was worth like existing. You know, there was a point in my life where I didn't even believe that I belonged, that I was worth existing. And that, and I'm saying that because this is what happens 
when you take an active participation in your life and you take control and you do something bigger. And I don't know, I just, I get a chill talking about that because that that is a complete 180 in terms of a transformation. To go from feeling like I don't even belong, why am I even here, I shouldn't even exist, to now feeling like I have a purpose, I have power, I have a meaning, it's, it's great, you know? And that that came, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm bringing this, I think kind of full circle here, that came because I showed up and took imperfect action. I showed up and allowed myself to make progress. I showed up and took the small steps, you know, and it, and it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And like having that belief in yourself that it will happen is crucial. warm and fuzzies <laughs> oh such a powerful share thank you so much Tyler for that because I believe so many of us can relate to this right and maybe not you know getting to a point of feeling completely you know worthless or that my life isn't worth living like this idea but I think we can all relate to being in a low place at some point in our lives. And for me definitely is my teenage years. And that's again, taking from that and that pain has turned into this power for me too. Right. That's my inspiration. That's why I do what I do. And that's why my belief and yeah, the strength that I have in, in my mission of every young person having a coach, is so strong and why every day I show up for that because I believe so strongly in it from my experiences as a teenager. And that was probably would have been the lowest of lows in my life. And so I think when we can find that the purpose of anything, right? Any of those challenges or the deepest, darkest moments, and we can turn them into something inspiring and purposeful, more things start making sense. And then it, it feels like, oh, okay. So all of these things and life is really happening for me and not to me. We step out of that passive victimhood and transform into this place of, I have choice. I can live whatever the life is that I choose or that I want to live. And I can be an active participant. I can, you know, we talk so much about this conscious creation, right? And we can lean into that. And so also just want to say, in case anyone is listening and you are in a low place or like there's no need to beat yourself up or feel guilty about that or feeling like, oh, well, I've just taken, you know, such a passive role in my life. Now everything just sucks, right? Like all it takes is a decision and all it takes is a choice. And 
stressing, I think, this journey that it isn't just, okay, I make one decision and yes, one decision can change your entire life, but it's, okay, I showed up to take imperfect action today and what can I do tomorrow to do the same, right? And continuing to make the decision in a different direction, it's hard work. And sometimes you might fall back into old patterns and that's okay too. That's part of the process. But as long as we have this in our mind reminder or this thought or belief, however you want to frame it, but just looking to the possibility of something greater, of something better, of something, you know, of, of limitless possibilities. And those possibilities could look like truly anything. I don't know. That's, those are my, those are my thoughts. <laughs> ah, what you two shared are just like, it's so warm and fuzzy in my heart right now. And it's like this, you know, this is the stuff that you, that everyone should watch when they're having a bad day to, to lift <laughs> yeah. themselves up like that. You know, you, you're finished with like limitless possibilities. I mean, that sounds so good and so delicious. <laughs> Give me a slice of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both for, for these uh, heartfelt shares. I feel like, uh, you know, being reminded of my own purpose journey and sitting here and being like, oh, this conversation feels like a big, long, warm hug and I don't want it to end, <laughs> but I think I think this was like so beautiful coming full circle. Um, what you just shared, Amanda, with with what Tyler mentioned in the beginning of like the path is is is, is you know you're going to struggle on your path of of personal development, um, and it might look like an elegant, easy solution, but then walking walking your talk, walking on the journey you can struggle and, and know that you are not by yourself. You know, you're not doing this alone and you will find incredible people um, on the way. We, the three of us are living proof. <laughs> we found each other in, in, um, in the self-development space in personal development space. And um, we wouldn't want to change anything, you know, about it. It's messy. It's ugly. Never cried so much in my entire life, but it's also beautiful. And I guess this is just what I want to share here as we are, I think, coming, um, going towards the end here for today is that it's, it's yeah, just coming full circle with what, what Tyler shared in the beginning. It is about the journey and finding the joy in the journey, even though it can be difficult. And sometimes it looks like you're in this abyss. There's nothing you can't see. Like, even if you took one step forward, you have no idea what's about to happen. And then finding the self-trust and finding this inner knowing that it's just right. You know, it's just there's no there's actually no right or wrong. It's just this is what's meant to be. This is what's meant to be happening right now. And and this is where the joy then comes from. I think that's the most beautiful thing if we can find joy in our personal development journey. At least for me, that's like the biggest high that I that I can ever get, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's the happiness high. 
leading with heart and passion. Like that, that's all, that's all I have. That that's it. <laughs> I'm just feel, I'm feeling so warm right now. Like mm -hmm. I really, I really just feel really good after having this conversation. And I think, I think the, my final thought here is allow yourself to feel the emotions of the journey because there's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There's going to be ex extreme frustration. There's going to be overjoyed love and celebration, but like, that's what makes it exciting is being able to feel the emotion and feel into the process, you know, healing as Stephanie mentioned, healing is not, always easy you know there's more times i've cried on this journey than i have probably ever in my life but you know we get to feel those emotions and we get to be present with them and that's a powerful experience and wow i just like so much gratitude today as uh, we are wrapping up like so thankful for the two of you so thankful for this space so thankful for our mission of helping people just come as they are and show up with that real and raw authenticity. So I'm ending it with that. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the conversation and being here. And I really do hope you have a fabulous Friday. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kaya the Podcast and on YouTube and Facebook by searching Kaya the Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversations going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to join us next time for another deep conversation.